Welcome to Wanderer's Cove, a role-playing game mystery podcast set in a sleepy town full of secrets. I'm your storyteller, Colin Callahan, and with us today on our storytelling adventure are Alyssa Swearingen as Bo Barlow, Michael Salat as Will Rounded, Julia Bianco as Rachel Strawberry, Kayla Adair as Jane Donut, and Josh Adkins as Hayden Vandersmack. All music is by Nate Weil. The role-playing system we are using is the Bubblegum Shoe System by Emily Carabas, Kenneth Height, and Lisa Steele, which is derived from Robin Law's Gumshoe System. Thank you for joining us today, and let's see what's going on in Wanderer's Cove. So it's a cold, snowy Black Friday in Wanderer's Cove. The gang is gathered at Bab's Diner to discuss what they found out on Thanksgiving about their parents potentially being involved in Poseidon's Brotherhood. And yeah, they're just uh, they're just eating and reeling from everything they learned. Thanksgiving, guys. It was a bit crazy. And I'm stuffed. From yesterday? Or like from this meal right now? Just from the holiday season. Oh, I see. Okay. Honestly, you guys, I couldn't eat a bite. I was way too stressed out about, you know, like our parents basically masterminding this entire thing. Well, that's lucky for you. I, I like when I'm stressed out, like I have been, I just eat and that's why I'm so stuffed. That's why you're so rounded. Ah, hey. rounded. Hey, I'm thinking of taking my mom's name. Which is what? Plump. Ah, uh, not sure if that would, you know, like make a difference. Yeah, you're probably right. So, what are we going to do about this whole parent thing? I don't know. I mean, on all of the teen detective shows I've watched, I've never seen one where their parents were the culprits. That's just crazy. I say we know that there's a lair, and we know that they're going to have a meeting, and we wait until they're all at the meeting, and we confront them. I like that idea. I think we should just like confront them on our own and not get like the police involved. Cause like, I don't want to like mess up anyone's lives with their parents going to jail or anything. I don't think the police be able to handle this just track record wise. they seem to be not super responsible in this town anyway. Yeah. So I'm with I'm- you there, Will. Yeah, I'm with you guys as well. Uh, I think, like, unless we had a taped confession or something, uh, the odds are that anyone in this town can get away with basically anything. How are we supposed to figure out when they're meeting? So, in walks the in the in the into the diner walks Heavenly and Lucy Carter, and Lucy points over to your table. It's like there they are, and they rush over and they're like, Lucy's like, Will. And friends, I have a I have a problem that I need help with. Well, this is great timing to uh, distract us from actually like this important thing. What's up, Lucy? What do you need? 
Someone vandalized the shared nativity scene between uh, St. Luke's Episcopal and Sweetest Heart of Mary, and they stole baby Jesus. Oh. Are you um, not gasping either? I mean, can you just get a new baby Jesus? I mean, I could ask the, the priest to buy a new baby Jesus, but... I just figured you guys like solving little mysteries. So when I found out someone did it, I knew the best people to ask would be you guys. Can I be honest? We've gotten um, a lot of opportunities to solve mysteries. I think they were more thrust upon them. I never really paused to consider whether or not I actually like solving mysteries. I just want to float that idea out there. Um, Like, I'm not sure how I feel about it as like an after school activity. Personally, I like attention. And when we solve big mysteries that make the whole town cheer for us, like bringing back the baby Jesus, we get attention. So maybe we should drop this whole complicated Poseidon's brotherhood, everyone's going to be mad at us thing, and just go look for this baby Jesus. It'll be easy. It'll be quick. And then we can finally finish our history project. Okay, well, I do want to finish that history project. I've been enjoying these mysteries because they've distracted us from the history projects. It's been great. We do have to we do have to get that done before Christmas break, though. Like, that's an end of the year grade right there. I'm pretty sure all of these mysteries are linked to the one mystery, almost like an overarching theme. So. You don't say such crazy things. It must be the drugs. Perhaps we do this mystery, and it'll lead us to bigger clues towards the Poseidon mystery. Nah. This is just its own separate little thing. Silly. Uh, So what do you have information-wise for us then, I guess? Heavenly pulls out some Polaroids. He's like... Good thing my mom got me a Polaroid camera. I took some pictures of the scene. And she hands you guys pictures. There's like red spray paint, like 666 over the manger scene. Um, There's uh, boot tracks that Jane from her fashion recognizes as lumberman boots, um, which the only person in town who can afford them is Chastin Clark and Jane herself, but they're men's boots, so she doesn't buy them. Well, um, it seems like checking out Chastin Clark might be a good start since they're the only person who owns these very expensive boots. Um, so should we go, I don't know, just like shake them down or something? Yes. Should I bring my knife? Yeah, probably. Okay, cool. You weren't going to bring the knife? I mean, it is always on me, but I like to bring attention to it sometimes. Fair enough. They're going to bring a knife. It's so edgy. Lucy smiles and Heavenly's like, as long as I'm not there for the knife thing, I'm good. Best skedaddle then. All right, let's pack into the bins and make our way over to Chastin's. To the bins! Let's go. Hey, question, you guys, uh, d- does anyone actually know where Chastin is? Because it did occur to me 
Uh, I'm behind the driver's seat right now. I have no idea where I'm supposed to be going. Let's check his Instagram story. Yeah. He's, you open his Instagram, um, and, uh, you see that he's, uh, he's on the, a boat, uh, on the docks with Dylan Chambers. All right, let's head to the pier. Hopefully they're still there. So the Benz takes you guys to the pier and uh, you see Chaston and Dylan both dressed really preppy, like sweaters, um, very like out of straight out of, straight out of a Land's End catalog, um, loading a boat um, and preparing to sail to probably Kreller Island with the Yacht Club. Hey, Chaston. Oh, Jane. Hey, um, so just curious. Um, I don't know if you heard, but the local baby Jesus um, in the nativity display has gone missing. That's weird. It is weird. You know what else is weird? Um, There are lumberman footprints in these Polaroid photos of the crime scene. Fuck. And Dylan's like, I told you not to wear those stupid fancy boots. Oh, okay. So you guys are just like admitting it? Because that's a lot less work on my plate. So if you... (laughs) Dylan's like, he wanted to do it to impress his dad, who's in some kind of secret society. And he thought that would be edgy. (laughs) The society society? No way. (laughs) Guys, why did you have to make Hayden be right? <laughs> and I just wanted to get back at Heavenly because she's my ex. And her mom is the pastor of the St. Luke's Church. I understand that motivation. Dylan, I don't understand how this would impress your dad in a secret who you think is in a secret society. What is impressive about stealing a stationary little porcelain baby Jesus from a unguarded nativity scene? Chaston's like, well, I just figured my dad doesn't like like the establishment and like traditional religion. And so I assume maybe that means he might be a Satanist. I don't really get what his secret society is about. I just know he's in one because he wears these weird robes sometimes. When does he wear them? Is there a specific day and time that he's often wearing them? Mm, the yacht club when he goes to the yacht club he brings them which I think they're so ugly but he wears them I mean just so we can be clear on this your dad who's in a secret society uh, who wears robes probably has no problem with establishment and tradition because that's required to have a secret society in which you wear robes. She's got a point. Fuck. 
Don't tell the police I stole baby Jesus. I'll do anything. <laughs> Just give us back the baby Jesus. Jane, Jane. What if this small mystery can give us a bigger clue to solve the bigger mystery? So instead of getting back the baby Jesus, we get access to Poseidon's brotherhood. This is my idea that I just came up with alone. And that's fantastic. And uh, uh, yeah, let's go with your plan. Again, I think I've made it very clear. I'm not sure how I feel about mystery solving as a whole. Dylan's like, okay, I'll put baby Jesus back. Chastin, take them wherever they want to go. This was a dumb idea. Heavenly's going to be so mad at me. Fuck. And he just like pulls out from his bag a little baby Jesus and just gets out of the boat and it's just like, what a lame waste of a Black Friday. And just storms off. Uh, Make ch- sure you wash off the 666, too. He's like, I didn't hear that, and keeps walking. And ask them where their Hanukkah decorations are. No one? <laughs> I'm the only Jewish one here. Fine. Is anyone astounded by how white this baby Jesus is? No. I mean, not really. I mean... We're talking about establishment and stuff. It's been established for a while that Jesus was white. That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chastin, why don't you drive us to where we want to go? <laughs> All right, I'll take you to, to the to the yacht club and get um, past the guards. <laughs> Fine. Oh, you guys are the worst. Remember, if you don't do this, we'll tell the police about your extremely, extremely petty crime that will probably have zero consequences. We'll tell them. We will tell them. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. And he keeps driving uh, the boat, and it 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 reaches Crawler Island. It's it's a cold, windy day. Um, snow's coming down. Um, some of the water is starting to freeze, but there's still enough for the boat to go through. Um, and he docks you on the island and is like, my, my dad and his friends usually meet in that big glass greenhouse over there. And he points to a greenhouse on the coast of the island. Take us to the greenhouse. You guys need to be handheld. Oh gosh, okay. And he leads leads you guys to the greenhouse, opens the door, and is like, I mean, here it is. I don't know when they're gonna meet here next, but here's the greenhouse. Cool. So I guess we guys hang out here until they show up. One more we- question. I search for clues. Do you have access to your dad's like Google Calendar? Yeah. No, he's here. So. Yeah. So he he shows the, you the Google Calendar, and it says there's a meeting in twenty minutes. 
It just says meeting. That's very convenient. This is great. I can't believe that he put his secret society meeting in the Google calendar. The last place. In 20 minutes, should we search for clues? This is an idea that I just came up with right now, all on my own. We could search for clues, but we have to make sure we hide time probably have like 18 minutes to search for clues okay hayden notices that um there's like a seems to be some kind of angel statue that seems very worn out like someone keeps touching the head i keep it to myself (laughs) all right No, I go and touch the statue head and turn it. Uh, The floor opens and from the ground rises a table that looks, that has plans similar to the plans you found in Jane's dad's office. And it has four chairs that arise seated around the table. Whoa. What do the plans say? The plans show the town being, uh, like, changed into a resort town. Like, the university's still there, but the factory's gone. The neighborhoods are gone. Um, And, like, two big hotels are there. And then the forest where Evangeline Croissant lived is now a golf course. Wow. This is really a fucking real estate scheme. Pretty damning. Scooby-Doo style real estate scheme that we're stopping our parents from committing. Stopping your parents from committing. My mom's still innocent as far as we know. Yeah, I don't think my family has anything to do with this. If anything, your family are the victims of this scheme. Yeah. rising rent rates. Uh We're really taking it. Gentrification is bad. Uh, angle here, huh? Well, in, as the one being gentrified, I'm going to have to say yes. Right, as the biker gang who does illegal activities. <laughs> but we're not doing illegal real estate activities. No, you're just selling drugs and guns. You sell drugs. We don't sell drugs. You sell drugs. Yeah, but my drugs are like rich people drugs. You sell poor people drugs. Oh my goodness. Sort of a pop-up unlicensed pharmacist. Yeah. Cool. So Hayden's a Republican. The rest of us should maybe (laughs) think about this. You hear... uh, No responsibility. (laughs) You or you don't hear, you see uh, people approaching, walking down the coast towards the greenhouse. Let's hide. Wait. Put the table back. Put the table back. Rub that, rub that angel head or something. I rub the angel head. The table goes back in. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Everybody roll to see how well you hide on the plants. Is there like a hide thing? Like, what is that? Five. Five. Um, it's no particular skill. It's just. Five. Oh, okay. 
All right. You guys all hide very successfully in the plants. Woo! Masters. Woo. Thank <laughs> You're hiding. <laughs> Quiet, woo. <laughs> so in walks in. First, Pastor Jeff Vavridge, Uba's dad, followed by Dr. Clark, Chaston's dad, followed by Katniss, Vandersmack, Hayden's mom, and then finally John Donut, Jane's dad, enters. And Katniss is like, something smells in here. And then and John's just like, I don't smell anything. I spent so many years in the donut factory. The only that like the strong sugar sense blew out my sense of smell. So I don't really smell anything. And they, and pastor Jeff twitches the angel head and the table arises from the floor and they all take a seat and they're all like, so with Evangeline gone, we finally can raise the rents on the town and start building, start getting people out. Um, and John, yeah, you can just build the build the donut resort that you've always wanted. And he's like, yeah, um, it's about time. Uh, <sighs> if only my late wife could see me now. She'd probably be disappointed, but she'd be proven wrong that she said I'd never amount to anything more than my father. And Katniss is like, did we bring wine to this? Why don't we have wine at these meetings? And Jeff is like, cause that's the devil's drink and we're a secret society of the Lord. And uh, Dr. Clark is just like, I hate you. Can we just get on with the meeting? So they're just talking about their real estate plans, um, what they're going to build, like golf courses, resorts, a water park. Um, They're going to expand the university. Um, So they're just talking about, like, who they're going to sell out. Like, they're going to sell out Babs. They're going to sell out, like, price out Betty Callahan, um, the Cove Goblins, um... Merman's Grotto, uh, Mario's Pizza, and they're going to put a calzone place in. Yes! Calzones! So Bo is a Republican now, too? Um, when Bo hears about the Cove Goblins, she gets real mad, and she stands up. And she says, you can't do that to my family and also Mario's, even though they wouldn't give me a calzone before. Katniss is like, that's what I smelled. Teen spirit. <laughs> I boo quietly from the fern I'm behind. <laughs> and uh, they're like, what are you doing here? I'm not here by myself. I'm here to stop you with my friends. Guys, guys, get out of the bushes. I pop out from behind a plant. Dad, 
Mom would be fucking ashamed of you. This is reprehensible behavior. She was a socialist. He's like, I know, I know. But I proved her wrong. We murdered that woman. We're going to take her land. You all need to go to jail. (laughs) Agreed. I pop out dramatically because I was still hiding. John is like, I'm the mayor of this town. I run everything. Um, And he rolls against Bo. And he he does damage to Bo's cool. Not Bo's cool. Oh, no. One point of damage. He's a little scary as the mayor, but he's not that scary. Are we throwing down? We're throwing down. This is the throw down. I remain in the bushes. <laughs> All right. Um, so John went first, followed by Katniss goes next. Hayden, I know you're in here somewhere. Do you respond? I respond. With what? <laughs> I am so disappointed in you trying to ruin your mother's schemes. And it, it, oh it my cuts. god, you're my mom? <laughs> <laughs> you already oh. got in your father's medicine cabinet again, didn't you? Oh, my mother's name is Katniss. Jesus. <laughs> Oh, God. Hayden, when we get out of this, I think you need to go, like, straight to rehab. (laughs) Let's see. Katniss. Katniss Vandersmack. Wow. Yeah, you named her. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that cuts you to the core because it's your mommy who you love. Um, you get six points of cool damage. Is she like dead? That's so many points. I have one cool left. Um, next is uh, Dr. Clark. He's like, all you kids, just, you don't know what you're dealing with. We're adults. But as he says that, he stamps his foot kind of like a toddler. Um, so it's not very threatening. Um, Pastor Jeff is like, you kids and your wild ways are disrespectful to us as agents of the Lord. But you don't really give a shit. Um, so next is Jane. Um, okay. I'm going to use my 
two negotiation points. Mm -hmm. Um, and do I roll first? I forget. Yeah, roll. Oh, okay. I rolled a two. Um, it hits. Plus, because add your negotiation, yeah. Yeah, so four. Okay. Um, so, Dad, um, listen, if you want to have any kind of relationship with me after I go off to college, you need to stop what you're doing. Your actions are, like, actively hurting my new friends who have taught me that maybe there's more to life than donut money and clothes and Mercedes Benzes. And he takes one point of cool damage. Um, he's like, I'm really glad you're growing, sweetie, but like, really, there isn't more to life than donut money. Well, he has kind of a point. I do like donut money. Can I use my relationship with Laura Strawberry? Yeah. Can I use two points of that? Yes. Okay, and then I roll. Mm-hmm. Okay, I rolled a two. It still hits. Okay, so I'm going to go to John. That's yeah. his name. John, does my mom know what you're doing? Because I thought that you two were, like, in love, and here you are going behind her back to end this town that she's worked so hard for. I mean, you destroy the school that she's the principal of. Are you okay with ruining your relationship like that? He looks at you sadly and he's like, some things, some things are, are require, require delicacy and finesse and sacrifice. But he seems upset. He takes three points of cool damage. All right. Next is Hayden. Okay. Um, uh, so Katniss is the only one of my parents that's here. Yeah. And I can't use my relationship points with her. You can if you want. Oh, okay. Well, I'll use... Two relationship points with her, and I say, Mother, Roland, I rolled a four. So you mega hit. Okay. Mother, or should I call you Katniss after a stupid character from a stupid YA book that was made years after you were born and then you went back and changed your name from freaking Gretchen to Katniss to fit in with the crowd? You're fake. This relationship that we have is fake. Between me and you, I hate you. I hope you burn in hell, you fake 
piece of human garbage. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I don't hate you because that would mean that I feel something towards you. I feel nothing towards you. And the reason I feel nothing towards you is because I've been taking your albuterol that you've been keeping in the cabinet. cabinet and one of the side effects is no longer feeling any type of love or hatred towards your parents. So that's on you. And I hope that you build this stupid resort because maybe when you build the stupid resort it'll resemble what's on the inside of you absolute metal capitalistic nothingness goodbye and fuck you you dealt eight points of cool damage (laughs) Hayden you've got to go to therapy or something my mom's a therapist I know why you gotta go alright Will it's up to you uh, okay I want to use um, two two points uh, from relate, relationship points from uh, Uba mm-hmm. and then I use like two performance points okay okay and then roll mm-hmm Three. So you hit. Okay. Pastor Jeff, you might not know me, but I have a bit of a rivalry with your son. He's quite an asshole and is better at me than everything and likes to rub it in my face, and I really don't like him. But after seeing you here today, I understand where he gets that from. It's you. Because you're a cold, lifeless, just robot, and you need to spend more time with your son instead of with these secret societies and with your church garbage and show your kid actual love. So he doesn't grow up to be an asshole, which he already is. Okay. Pastor Jeff, are you, look at me, look at me, you son of a bitch, you small man. Okay. Thank you. I right, look away. I don't like that. I don't like the prolonged eye contact. Okay. Anyway, show your kids some love instead of this. Why are you even here? You of all people, you're like a pastor. This like resort thing doesn't seem up your, like your alley. Like I don't, I don't, I don't get that. So just leave, go hug Uba, and then maybe he won't be a dick to me. And fuck you, like what Hayden said. Yeah. Roll for damage. Three. All right, you, uh, because you had so many extra points, you deal six damage. He's like, true, I don't really know why I'm here. It just seemed like a really good real estate opportunity. And he just kind of looks vacantly away like he's contemplating something. Bo, it's your turn. Um, is there someone that hasn't been targeted yet? Uh, Dr. Clark. Dr. Clark. And is he related to someone here? No. He's uh, Will's mom's boss, and he is Chaston's dad. Okay. Um, Bo is going to use her relationship points with Sybil Crawford. Um, And then I rolled, right? Mm -hmm. So that's three points. It's a good thing I used them, because that's a one. So that's four. Well, actually, they add their two each, so 
you hit. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so Bo kind of gets up and do- what's his name? Doctor, you just said it. Dr. Clark. Dr. Clark, thank you. Uh, she walks up to Dr. Clark and she pokes him in the chest and she's like, you know what? This is a group of mad people. I don't understand anything that's going on here except that you want to destroy this town. And you know what? We're not going to let you. And I know the police. I'm very, very acquainted with them, actually. Sybil Crawford, I know her. She's given me the authority to basically lock you up. So there. He steps back. Roll for damage. Four. All right. Um, He steps back and he's like, you don't know anything about this town. You're young and you're stupid. But he seems like that shook him a bit. All right. Next is John Donut. He turns to Jane and he's like, Jane, I want you to go home and forget any of this ever happened. And he he is your father and he's very intimidating when he stands up straight and tall. Um, so you lose one point of cool because he's not that intimidating. I mean, obviously... I'm terrified of you and I don't want to get my credit card like taken away or anything. But also, again, you are doing an illegal scheme. So, like, no, I guess. He's like, oh, that's an answer too, I guess. Uh, Next is Dr. Clark. He stamps his foot again like a toddler and he's like, You kids just don't understand. Just go back to whatever school project you should be working on. To assume that we didn't already finish it like responsible kids would have. And Katniss turns to Hayden and is like, Hayden, your words were very cutting. I understand that you feel a lot right now. I need you to know that there's a reason you like me better than your father and it's because I'm really great and you love me and I'm your mommy and you love the oatmeal I used to make you and uh, that brings back childhood memories of your mother's cinnamon oatmeal and you lose three points of cool I'm dead. So Hayden starts to to tear up a bit, thinking of the cinnamon oatmeal, and he just kind of steps back into the corner where there's a little stool, and he sits down and thinks about his what he said to his mother. And does drugs. Maybe not. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> Um, then 
Pastor Jeff. He's like, Will, you snotty little loser of a kid. How dare you talk to me that way? You don't know anything about me. You don't know anything about my son. You don't know anything about this shitty town that needs a makeover. I'm just trying to do what's best for this town and make a lot of money while doing it. Um, and being called a little shitty snot-nosed loser of a kid really hurts your feelings and you lose five cool. So now it is Jane's turn. Um, can I use like five relationship points? That's like a lot. Yeah. Can I? Okay. And I'm going to use five relationship points and I rolled a six. So you're crushing it. So you deal double damage. Dad. Mr. Jane Donut. I mean, Mr. John Donut. <laughs> My father. The mayor of this town. I'm going to be honest. I am so glad that mom died before she could live to see you become this horrid, decrepit man with a soul made of garbage. So roll for damage, because that cuts him to the core. Three. So you deal six damage. So he he looks shaken. Um, he's like, "How could you? How could you say that, you ungrateful child? I mean, ungrateful, or is it ingrateful? I don't know." Um. And now it is Rachel's turn. Can I target multiple people? Could I target everyone and the damage is split across them? Yeah, why not? Okay. So I'm going to target everyone. And I'm going to use four performance points. All right. And I roll. Nope. And it's rolling 10-sided die. Roll a six-sided die. Okay, I rolled a five. So you're also crushing it. Okay, I'm going to go to everyone, and I'm going to be like, listen up, guys. I don't know if you know this about us, but our little group has gotten a pretty good reputation around, among the kids around town recently for being able to solve mysteries and get to the bottom of stuff. And we've gotten to the bottom of this mystery, and when we go and tell people what's happening, I don't think they're going to be very happy to hear it. And I don't know if you know this about kids, but they're pretty good at, like, protesting and stuff. And we'll have a hashtag, and there'll be a profile picture frame, and before you know it, all of your reputations will be fully destroyed. Is that what you want? All right, roll for damage. I rolled a two. All right, so they each lose one cool. Um... They're they're all like, gosh, we didn't we didn't we didn't think of that. Um, protests in 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 Wanderers Cove. John is John looks like he's barely hanging on. Like his cool, he is sweating bullets. You can see the hair dye in his sweat. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe this is how I'm finding out that my father has been dying his premature grays. Looks like he's leaking poop out of his ears. Let's get him. 
So next is uh, Hayden. Oh, no, Hayden's out. So next is Will. I'm going to use um, two relationship points with my mom, Isabel. Mm-hmm. And then one uh, negotiation. Um, and I'll split it across uh, Dr. Clark and John Donut. Okay. Three. Three plus. So that hits. Okay. Dr. Clark, Mr. John Donut, sir, I think you both know my mom, uh, Dr. Isabel Tryon. She works for you, Dr. Clark. And she's part of city council, Mr. Mayor. So when she finds out about this and finds out that you looped in her uh, on and off again husband and my dad, who's kind of a piece of crap, uh, Cal, she's not going to, she's A, going to quit working for you, Dr. Clark, and she's the best doctor you have. And she's going to get the city council uh, to not go with this plan, Mayor. So if you don't stop this right now, I'm going to go straight to her and she's going to, she's going to end your plan. She's going to end this plot once and for all. So with that flourish, you seem to shake them. Roll for damage. One. (laughs) All right. So John Donut is just barely hanging on. He's sweating again so profusely. It smells very bad. Um... Smells like adult despair. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, uh, Bo, it is your turn. Um, okay, so Bo is going to use her intimidation points, and she is going to focus on Dr. Clark and John Donut same and she's and she's already at the table so she pulls out her knife and she's like do you know how awful this is for the rest of this town and she plunges her knife into the middle of the map and she's like you're gonna find out that's her intimidation (laughs) all right how many intimidation points did you use uh three three roll your die oh six so you're crushing it, so roll double damage. Five. So five points each? Yes. Because it's double. Yes. She's so intimidating. And then it explodes, literally. <laughs> yeah, he. <laughs> he's like... Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You're going to, they're going to uprise. They're going to uprise against me. They're going to burn down. uh, They're going to burn down the manor. They're going to guillotine me. I need to, we need to stop this. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. And he like sit with me by the stool and think about your life, John. (laughs) He's like, that sounds like a good idea. And he walks towards the stool, pushes you off the stool and sits on it. And just like, is rubbing his uh, forehead, and it looks like he's used tanning spray that's that's running, and he's just there's just so many chemicals on this man's face, and they're going everywhere. And now the other adults are like whispering amongst themselves. And do you decide to call the police or to just 
leave. Or stay and do something else. I Guys, to be honest, I'm uh, shook to my core from the experience of watching my father melt. Um, so I'm just going to follow the group lead on this one. I mean, I have I have Sybil Crawford on speed dial now, so I can give her a call. Have they really commit? Oh, I guess they did murder the person. I was going to say, I don't think planning to sell the town is a crime, but doing a murder is So let's call the police. Yeah, I'm game with that. This has been pretty traumatizing. Yeah, I'm good with that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Bo gets out her phone and she uh, calls Sybil Crawford. Sybil answers. She's like, what is it, Bo? Um, well, my friends and I caught murderers and conspirators, and I think you need to arrest them. It's about time. Where are you? Where, on the island where the the yacht club is, and in their greenhouse. All right. Uh, We'll be out there in uh, 10 minutes. Okay. See you then. So what happens next is a blur. The cops show up. The John Donut confesses. The adults are arrested. Um, they put you in. Uh, they put you in like a in the yacht club and feed you hot chocolate to keep you warm because it is pretty cold. Um, and yeah, and so you guys have has solved the mystery of Wanderers Cove. You saved the town. We did it. Over every business's like head and get free stuff. Like I want free smoothies. I want free pizza. That's Uh, true. We're we're town heroes. I also want A's across the board because clearly we had stuff to do other than homework. So so speaking of which, the day comes for the big history project. You have to present in class. So uh, your teacher, uh, Mrs. Willow, is sitting uh, at her desk and she's like, so lastly, we have uh, group group seven um, to present on town lore. And they said it was something about the treasure of Wanderer's Cove. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. The floor is yours. So, class, I'd like to start out by saying that we live in a place called Wanderers Cove. It's a wonderful place, a place with culture and drugs occasionally and other different things we're not going to be commodified it's my point and along the journey of figuring out the treasure of wanderers cove i personally learned that the treasure is the journey the treasure's inside of us all along treasure is not yeah what they said it's not like a physical thing 
It's like a metaphorical thing. So if you all look within yourselves, you'll find our history project. I mean, like, actually, treasure is a physical thing, but we didn't find any, so... But we did... This time, it's a metaphor. Yes. The end. She's like... Okay. Okay, great. Great, great job. Um... I don't want to be mean to you because you did save the town and by the saving the town, saving my job. Um, but I, I hope in your paper version, you talk about taking down uh, the town executives that made up the treasure to lure a man into murdering a woman. Yeah, I hope that's in the written version. Well, the written version. Oh my God. I thought this was just an oral presentation. No, 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 no. We did the paper. You'll get it. There just might be a problem with the email, so it might take a few days for it to come. Yeah, and if it takes even like a, a really, really, really long time, just like look for all the details. And I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be like a Netflix documentary on this in the future. Um, very true. Very true. See that, and then there will be so much information. So. Or like at least a podcast. We could, yeah, if we could maybe get like, if the paper doesn't come, if we could get like a five-year grace period. But it's, get, we'll it's, have all that stuff. Yeah. Just you wait. She's like, uh, well, I, I guess, can't wait to see Rachel in the Christmas pageant tonight. Yay! It's going to be great. So we're going to stop by first at the Cove Goblins Bar. Um, Bryce and Billy are cheering. Um, All the Cove Goblins are there. Billy is like a toast to my daughter who saved the town and saved the Hobgoblin. Hear, hear. I. It's me, Big Linda. And me, Tiny Tim. Oh my gosh, you guys, you don't have to do this. It's kind of fun, but you don't have to do this. I'm proud of you. Bryce pours you a shot and is like, yeah, we're all so proud of you. You saved me from a really shitty relationship with a murderer, and you saved the town. That's very true. Uh, Dad, how's Brent looking this time, a year now? Um, Well, Jane has lowered our rate. Um, to to something pretty reasonable, so uh, we're making a profit. Awesome! Maybe we can actually go legit now. Yeah, maybe. Maybe there's a brighter future in store for this town. I can see that. Lacey Mays walks in and is like, "Hey, I'm looking for looking for Bo Barlow." Lacey, over here. She's like, hey, I just wanted to congratulate you on landing the internship. <gasps> I got it! I didn't even know I got it yet! That's amazing! Yeah, no, I, you proved that you could really solve a murder and get down to the brass tacks of a situation. And that's the kind of eye we need here at the here at the morgue, so. 
I am so excited to start dissecting bodies. And I'm excited to be doing it with you. Yes, forensics. Bryce is like, so Bo, are you coming with me to the Christmas pageant tonight? Um, yeah, I probably should. I mean, it is a race, big show. So I, I'll go. Yeah, yeah. I figured that's why I, I figured you'd want to see her. That's why I got us a couple tickets. Awesome. So now can't switch- wait to see her shine. <laughs> <laughs> Switching over to Jane Donut. The manor is all decked out for Christmas. There's a giant Christmas tree covered in lights and like fancy looking ornaments. There's a Christmas tree in each room. It looks like this is a Hallmark Christmas special. Um, it's gorgeous. Rhett Butler is looking, uh, looking over his papers and is like, you've doubled my wages? Merry Christmas, Rhett. My dear friend and confidant who I spent a lot of time with and has been a father figure in my life, even though we didn't really dig into that. Can I just say something really quick? Yeah. I just wanted to say I started this Christmas season as a businesswoman who was too concerned about business, but I fell in love with this local toy shop owner and now I realize that Christmas is not about business it's about family uh Rhett did you let the Hallmark protagonist into the manor who, who is this woman well I just she wanted to admire her Christmas trees everything looks so perfect like it should be on Christmas um yeah I mean that's true It does look perfect. I would be lying if I wasn't a little bit sad about the fact that my father isn't here because he's in jail because he conspired to murder someone. Um, But, you know, I'm fine. That's important for you because I just learned that the true gift is family. Oh, no. In that case, I guess I don't have any presents this year. Because of, you know, how my mom is dead and my dad is um, in jail. Mm, That sucks for you. Luckily, you're not the protagonist. And it's all about me. (laughs) Okay, bye. I'm going to go off to my wedding in Hawaii. All right. Um, I guess mazel tov on your engagement. Um, Rhett, can we not let any more uh, random protagonists from other genres into the manor, just as a general rule. Like, let's just not have an open door policy with that. All right, all right. I will keep that in mind. Thank you. Thank you. What are you going to do now that you're the wealthiest woman in town? I think I'm going to go to my friend Rachel's Christmas pageant. That's so sweet of you. You really have grown a lot this year. And I've watched that, even though we haven't shown me watching it. I have. 
And your kind of fatherly support means so much to me and has been so integral to the character development that we're referring to. Uh, as you approach the door, there's a, a knock on the door and Rhett is like, right, right. I won't let them in. I won't let them in. And no, he, no, you better let me in. <laughs> I have things to say. If you don't let me in, I'll shout them through the door. I have the Christmas spirit in me. I was visited by not one, but three ghosts <laughs> who taught me my wealth was not as important as Christmas and family. And I, I feel terrible for those who don't have family. And already, I already learned that lesson. We, we just talked about it. You don't have to come back. Merry Christmas. And also, I need to go down to the Hobgoblins to tell Tiny Tim that his father was getting a raise. Yay! Name's not Scrooge. McDuck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then, so you hear that voice walk away. You hear Ryan's voice, and he's like, Hey, Jane, bonjour. Who is, sorry, who is it? <laughs> this is Ryan who took French from your butler. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, bonjour. <laughs> He's like, I, I heard you like save the town and everything, so I got you something for Christmas. And he hands you a present. I open it. It is a magnifying glass with like cheap rhinestones super glued onto the, to the edge. Oh, Ryan, this is so ugly and so cheap, but it's the thought that counts because I'm a better person now. That's, I'm really glad. Um, I was wondering if you wanted to sit next to me at Rachel's Christmas pageant. That sounds nice. So you guys walk together to the Christmas pageant and, uh, We're going to cut to Hayden. Who is going for a walk in the park because he wants to avoid his dad and his mom is in jail. Um, When riding up on his bike, you hear Ethan. He's like, hey, Hayden. How's it going? Going all right. You know, Christmas, man. It's like the best time of year, isn't it? You know what? Why not, Ethan? What are your plans for the next two weeks? Well, uh, I'm just chilling around town, uh, gonna try snowboarding. Um, gonna make some gingerbread cookies and I was hoping to go on a date with like this really cute guy from my school oh well instead of all of that I have two tickets to Maui, Hawaii and although you can't surf I mean snowboard you can surf and you can also do all of those other things with me. And whoever that other really cute guy is, 
he's probably not as cute as me. Unless you're talking about me in this cute little thing, you know, where you're like, oh, look at you guy. But like, let's just skip that. Me, you, after the Christmas pageant show with Rachel? Um, we take a trip down to Maui, Hawaii. I know this, my friend, she's the protagonist of a Hallmark film. She said I could use her beach house and I could invite one guest for two weeks of non-stop romp wild. Uh, well, I'll leave the rest up to your imagination. He's like, yeah, I'll have to ask my parents, but that sounds amazing. Can I, I kiss you? No. And I leap into his arms and kiss him. You kiss, the bike falls over, but you're still kissing. Um, and this Christmas snow falls down upon you. Yay. So now let's cut over to Will. Um, he's getting ready for the Christmas pageant. Um, his mom was disappointed to take Dr. Clark's place. So things are looking good for the, the rounded house this Christmas. Um, and there's a ring on the doorbell. Ring, ring. I'll get it. I open the door. It's Lucy Carter. She's like, hi, Will. Hey, what's up, Lucy? It's just you. Where's, uh, where's your brother, Ethan? What's he getting into? He said he had to go make a confession of love to somebody. Ah, uh, well, this is that the time of year to do that. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I think. I mean, it seems like that's what happens in all the Hallmark movies. I love Hallmark movies. Me too. The protagonists are so likable. Yeah, it's one of my aspirations to be a strong, independent businesswoman who also marries a small-town guy. Oh, I love that. There's, like, so much, like, you get to experience so much in life. You're, like, working your way up in business, living in the big city. But then you also get that, like, small-town charm. It's, just, it's everything. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. I was wondering, would you want to walk to the Christmas pageant with me? Uh, no, but... I'd like to take a lift there with you. I have more lift free rides. You're so resourceful. Yeah, they expire in like a week, so I got to use them. All right. And she offers you her hand. I take it. guys head over to the Christmas pageant we're behind the stage uh, Rachel is getting ready for her big her big debut well she's debuted many times on this stage but she treats each one like it's her debut um, and Grant Granson dressed as the candy cane lumberjack is like are you ready Rachel I was born ready for the stage but no, I still have to get the shoes of my costume on. But then I'll be ready. All right, all right. Um, Heavenly's ready to play the gingerbread witch. So uh, we just, Sue Sunshine was wondering if you ever decided on what duet you wanted to sing with me. 
Hmm. I think we just go out there and sing what's in our hearts. I'm chill now. I learned to be chill over this journey. That was the character development and arc that I had. And now I'm just like really zen about everything. And I feel like if we just go out there and we sing what we believe, everyone will love it. That sounds terrifying, but okay. Sounds good. See you out there. So the show is is kind of messy. It's the Sue Sunshine wrote the plot. It's very confusing, um, but it's everyone is some kind of Christmas like gingerbread or candy cane or gumdrop, um, and there's a lot of magic effects that are a little off, but. Everyone seems to enjoy the performance. It's very cute. Um, and then the end comes for your final duet. Um, and uh, you sing what's in your heart. And everyone applauds. <laughs> everyone applauds. Sue Sunshine somehow manages to play along on the piano, even though she hasn't heard this song before. Um, uh. Show me a teen show that does that, guys. <laughs> and it's beautiful holiday magic. And everyone claps. And then Drew, Drew Dimples stands up in the audience holding a bouquet of flowers. And it's like, Rachel Strawberry? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I hear everyone's like confessing their feelings right now. Or it is like the time of year. Yeah, or like getting internships or becoming the wealthiest people in town. And I just was like, what am I doing with my life? And I realized that you've been there all along, singing what's in your heart. And I never appreciated that until now. You're the perfect gift this Christmas or Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Ah. I should probably know you better. Maybe. But it's okay. You're very cute. But I promise not to cheat on you like I cheated on Lucy. Here's this bouquet. Merry holiday. Hanukkah. And people give a very confused clap. And Um, very awkwardly get down off the stage and go accept the bouquet. And uh, Sue's like, I guess that's how the show ends now. And the band plays the final notes. You do your bows. And uh, your mom is like, hey, Rachel, get together with your mystery friends. Let's take a group picture. No, when we all get together on the stage. Come on, guys. Oh, all right. Let's Let's do a serious one and a funny one. But secretly, I'm going to do the same face in both. I sneezed. Still having withdrawals, Payton? You don't sneeze from withdrawals. And no, because I'm still using drugs. <laughs> All say right. peace. Peace. <laughs> So five friends became better friends and saved a town and all turned out the better for it. And hopefully we'll go to rehab or therapy if they need it. 
Yeah, well. <laughs> okay, since you asked nicely. Mm. And that is the mystery of Wanderer's Cove. Hooray! Yay! Day for the day. Thank you for listening to Wanderer's Cove. If you'd like to hear more about our podcast, follow us on Instagram at Wanderer's Cove Podcast. Or check out our website in the description below. Thank you.